She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Dawn Newton. podcast. I am your host, Don Newton. So today I got the first of the two COVID shots. And honestly, I am not happy about about that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giddy with excitement thinking, oh boy, just one more shot. And then I can sigh a big, big COVID sigh of relief because I'm vaccinated and, and will soon be able to run out and hug all my friends. Uh, nope, that that's not in my wheelhouse at all. Honestly, I'm still very, very conflicted about this whole COVID shot situation. But I did want to take the opportunity today to share with you some information that I obtained about the COVID shots, what it is and what it is not, and why I decided to sign on for the shots. Or as I like to call myself, I became a willing lab rat. <laughs> so, And I say that humorously. But before I get into all that, I wanted to make the following statements. One is I take COVID very seriously. I've had immediate family affected by COVID um, and in the, in the friend here in our town that uh, was both he and his wife were infected with COVID. Our adult son who lives in Seattle had COVID in March of 2020. You know, that's when uh, we were all going on lockdown. We weren't sure what what's going on What's with this COVID. We're hearing about people, the hospitals being overrun, the deaths that were happening. He lives in Seattle, works right in downtown Seattle in one of those big towering buildings. You know, people are everywhere, everybody's squished in elevators. So we're not really too surprised that he caught it. You know, Seattle was somewhat of an epicenter. It's itself during that time. But it was it was really scary. It was really scary for everyone. He was not hospitalized. He did battle the virus at home. He was in contact with our physician. And of course, we were checking on him. I mean, we're six hours away. So there wasn't a whole lot we can do other than just sit and worry and constantly check in. How's your breathing? How do you have a temperature? How's it going? Are you, you know, do we need to get you in? Where are you at in this process? It was a brutal three weeks for him. It was, you know, scary for everyone. The friend I mentioned, both he and his wife uh, were in the hospital with COVID. They ended up in critical care to the point where the physician stated that they've done all that they can do. It's up to them. It's up to their bodies. It's up to their immune system to see if they're going to respond to the treatment. Fortunately, they recovered. It was a long haul, very scary. A GoFundMe account was established on their behalf for medical expenses or other expenses that may have come up. So thank God they recovered their home regaining their life. We've also had other family members, a family of four who all tested positive for COVID. Their son had originally gone in to be tested for strep throat. So of course, they were in a test for COVID as well, and it came back positive. The rest of the family tested positive also, but their experience was very uneventful. They were down maybe a day or two. It was just more of a nuisance and inconvenience, but they got over it pretty quickly. So these are my firsthand close to home experiences with COVID. I don't like being sick. Who does? I don't like having a headache. I sure as heck don't want COVID. So that's why I take COVID very seriously. I know there's a lot of people out there that have not experienced COVID. They haven't known anyone that's had COVID, but I have. So for me, it's it's serious and I, I don't want it. I don't want anyone to have COVID. As far as masks and all the COVID practices, I don't have an issue wearing the mask, having my temperature taken or staying three or six feet apart. It doesn't bother me. I don't like wearing a mask. I don't 
think many of us really do, but I don't have an issue with it. You know, I've never been a fan of crowds, regardless of size, ever. When I go grocery shopping or shopping of any kind, I'm pretty much an in and out type of shopper. I make my list or my this, or I'm going for this specific thing. I just want to get my stuff and get on with it. If the aisle at the grocery store is crowded, regardless of whether there's COVID or not, I'll go another direction and then come back hoping that that aisle might be clear. Um, If we go out to dinner, we prefer to go before or after the crowd time. So social distancing pretty much has always come natural for me. I'm not on the lookout for mask offenders. I'm you will not hear or see me calling anyone out for not wearing a mask. I'm not the mask police. And just to illustrate that point, I was at our grocery store a month or so ago and I was in the produce section getting apples or whatever it was I was getting and I know there was a woman standing next to me and I just got my stuff and went the other direction. Didn't pay attention to her, but I think I moved on to the potatoes or whatever it was. I was getting some other produce, but I started hearing some loud voices and um, I looked up and and some people were talking really loud at this particular woman with hand gestures. It was like a game of charades. They were really loud, like they thought she was hearing impaired. And then another shopper, a woman joined in and she was not shy. She was uh, pretty loud and she got pretty verbally aggressive. They were yelling at the woman that had been standing next to me. She wasn't wearing a mask. I don't pay attention, like I told you about the mask thing. I'm not that person that's going to call anyone out. I don't uh, I do not do that. But watching that play out, I was like, oh, great. Bend is going to be in the news yet again and not for the reasons we'd like. So anyways, the maskless woman ignored them and she just went on her way. So my point in sharing this maskless woman story with you is that the maskless woman had been standing next to me. I didn't notice it. I don't I don't check for masks or any of those types of things. I don't measure how far away you are. I, I just, it's not, it's just not my thing. And by her demeanor, by ignoring the shoppers braiding her, she didn't engage with them. It was very clear that she did not forget her mask. She was standing her ground, making a statement or whatever her reasoning, but a mask was not going to go on that woman's face. Uh, At least not that day anyways. Now, as far as the COVID vaccine, I do take issue with the word vaccine. And that was probably one of the things that had me a little twisted about all of this COVID stuff. Like, why is it being called a vaccine? Like, seriously, why is it called a vaccine? Why isn't it just called a shot or a treatment? Why don't we just call it the COVID shot like we call the flu shot the flu shot? Personally, I feel it's so incredibly misleading. The COVID shots, and I'm going to cite my source here shortly, but the COVID shots may or may not protect you from COVID. You may an emphasis on may, M-A-Y, still get this virus and you may still spread the virus. What the shot may, (laughs) may do for you is that should you get the virus, it may assist your immune system to fight it so that you don't end up in the hospital or worse. You know, my sources are my physician, the lab technicians at our local hospital, the National Guard serviceman who gave me my first shot, and the fact sheet that was provided to us out at the vaccination clinic by the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. So to me, a vaccine is something that will protect me 100% from whatever that vaccine is designed for. You know, like 
polio, the measles, mom's rubella, whooping cough, diphtheria. You know, you, you get where I'm going here, like the vaccinations we had as babies and that we've had, our kids have had. I do take issue calling this thing a vaccine because I think it's, like I said, I feel it's very misleading. And I feel this is where all the giddiness of people thinking once I have the two shots, wait my 14 days, I'm good to go. You may want to rethink that approach. Additionally, I am not an advocate for getting the COVID shots, nor Am I against getting the COVID shots? You do you. I mean, I honestly feel that way. You have to do what's best for you. What I am advocating for is for you to do what is best for you. Do your research. Talk to your trusted medical professionals. Ask questions. Ask lots of questions. And if you decide to get the COVID shots, I do not consider you sheep or an extremist. And if you decide not to get the shots, I don't consider you an anti-vaxxer or an extremist. Bottom line, it's really none of my business. It's nobody's business what you decide to do. Lastly, what I want to go on record for is to say that I am not a doctor, nor do I play one on radio or on a podcast or anywhere. What I'm sharing with you today is my personal experience with a little public service announcement thrown in. When the vaccine was introduced, it was a hard, oh, hell no for me, as in no way in hell will you find me in those lines for shots. I'm, you're not going to find me there. I will not do it. And I'm, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Who's actually going to get these shots? I just can't believe that. If I can still get the virus, what's the purpose of these shots? Like, I don't get it. Why would we be doing this? And why are you calling it a vaccine? So you can see what's what's going on in my head. Here's me again, you know, please don't call it a vaccine, which is how it was and is still being advertised and promoted. So clearly, I, I personally have trust issues around this whole COVID situation. I'm sure I'm not alone here, but I also have my own health issues that were and are still concerning for me, especially with COVID. So how did I go from a, a hard, oh, hell no, to a willing but very reluctant participant? And how did I get to that place that I made my decision? Well, I asked a lot of questions. You know, asking questions is my thing, right? I mean, it's I do interviews, I interview people. So duh, this kind of makes sense for me to do that, to be very curious about the situation. Who did I talk to? I talked to friends and family, my medical practitioners who had gone before me, you know, the sacrificial lambs, as I called them, taking one for the team or two, since there's two shots. I wanted to know why they decided to get the shots. You know, what was it like? How did you feel afterwards? And, you know, I didn't rely on mainstream media, nor did I go to social media or even the CDC. I tried the CDC and it wasn't really easy to navigate to find the answers I was looking for. So all the whys, all the reasons from these individuals that I talked to, family, friends, medical practitioners, was pretty much the same. I mean, some received the shot because their work environment, they work in a medical profession, they're a caregiver, things like that was one of the reasons why they did it. And the other reason was that they did understand that the shots may help their immune system fight the virus and hopefully not resulting in a hospital stay or worse. They all understood that they were not immune to catching the virus or transmitting the virus. That message was very consistent. It may help fight the virus part. They all understood that, but they also understood they could still get the virus. So that was really interesting to me to keep hearing that message. It's like, well, how come we're not hearing that in our mainstream media? How come we're not hearing that on social media? How come, where is this information at? Why is this being kept a secret? Because people are running around thinking, once I have my two shots, I'm golden, I'm done. COVID is not a part of my future in any way, shape or form. It got me really 
interested, first of all, and it kind of softened my oh hell no stance where I got curious and was a little more open-minded to learning more about about the COVID shots. So I did go ahead and register both myself and my husband for the shots, you know, thinking that we wouldn't be eligible till like mid to late summer, which would give me plenty of time to not think about it, maybe ask more questions, but basically avoid the whole situation. But just a few days later after we registered, registered and said, yeah, go ahead and put us in line for this thing. We got notified via a text message that we could schedule our COVID appointment. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Uh, I kind of just stared at my phone for a few minutes and just went, no way. So my husband and I sat down and said, uh, okay, so what do we want to do with this thing? I mean, all along since COVID reared its ugly, nasty head, our one concern for ourselves was, as I'm sure it is with all of us, is if we got COVID, how would we do? Would we be able to fight it on our own? Would we be, you know, would it be a severe case? Would it be mild or would it be worse? But now knowing and understanding that even with the treatment, the shots, we could still get the virus, but may lessen our severity, we decided to go ahead and make the appointment and get the shots. So as far as my health issues, it was about 17 to 18 years ago, roughly, that I developed low thyroid, which is also called hypothyroidism. I was exhausted all the time, gained a bunch of weight like overnight, and a bunch of other issues came with the low thyroid issues and some other issues that didn't make sense. Like, why can't I fight the common cold anymore? Like, why does everything end up in an infection? And my infections always landed in my lungs and my breathing, bronchial infections, sinus infections. I mean, it was, it took about, what, two to three rounds of any antibiotic to get over it. Um, Not only was it frustrating, but what was even more frustrating was that we, myself and my doctor, like, we couldn't figure it out. As far as my diet, I eat clean. I stay away from dairy, gluten. You know, I focus on protein and veggies and fruits. I love to exercise. You know, I'm doing all the things. All the things that you're supposed to do, but my body isn't responding and um, I'm still exhausted and I'm doing all the tests. I'm not giving up. So about four years ago, I got tested for Epstein-Barr virus and that's also known as mono. See, I had mono when I was in high school and I had read that it can be reactivated and can and will cause havoc on our systems if left untreated. So we tested me for Epstein-Barr virus, EBV, and my test came back positive, which was like, wow, okay, here's something new. Maybe this is my situation. Maybe this is my issue. But it was also really kind of very depressing because Epstein-Barr mono it takes a while to get that under control. And not a lot of physicians really understand how to treat Epstein-Barr virus. So fortunately, I have a great physician who is open to anything and everything. And um, we really dug in and explored what to do. She referred me to some specialists. So now my EBV, for the most part, we feel is back in remission. So here's what you need to understand with the mono thing, a little side note, is that when you've had mono, it'll go dormant, but can be reactivated. So it stays in your system and it can be reactivated the same way you get it to begin with severe prolonged stress, some traumatic events, all those things that will deplete the immune system. So the best that we, me and my doctor, could figure is that the EBV, the mono, had been reactivated about the time my thyroid went haywire. So that means it had been sitting, messing with my system for, I don't know, 15, 17 years or whatever it was, but way too long. So now today, through immune boosting supplements, some vitamin and mineral infusions and other sources of treatments, I mean, it took about a year to kind of get this thing to 
go back under its rock. I feel confident to say that my EBV is back in remission, but also the last thing that I want to do is introduce anything that may mess with my immune system, like the COVID shots. But... On the other hand, with my immune history or lack of, you know, I'm also concerned that I'm not confident that my system would do well if I did come down with COVID, you know, because COVID loves our lungs. It loves our breathing areas. And it's like, ah, that's not a good thing for Dawn. So that's why I chose to get the shots or at least well one shot so far in hopes that should I get the virus, it may help my immune system fight the virus. Again, this is my choice, my decision. And as I said earlier, and I will continue to say it, I'm still conflicted about it. I'm not happy about it, but here we are. So there's that. So those are my reasons why I chose to do this. Like I said, I'm not happy. I'm not excited. I'm not giddy. I'm none of those things. I'm just hoping that if I do get COVID, that my immune system is going to be ready to take it on. But that remains to be seen as well. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that I was going to provide a little PSA, a public service announcement, if you will. And for me, this is really what kind of compelled, inspired me to talk about my COVID situation and what I learned. And it was what was said to me a few weeks ago. And this was before I decided to move forward with the COVID shot. So this was part of my question session that I was doing with anybody I came in contact with that had had the, the shot. I went to our local hospital. We only have one here in town for some blood work you, and, and, you know, for obviously to check my thyroid and the other things. As you now know, I have issues. In making small talk with the lab tech, I asked if she had had the COVID shots, you know, did getting them give her a peace of mind about COVID? Like, can she sleep better knowing that she's not going to get COVID? And also if things for the most part are somewhat back to normal at the hospital, whatever normal means now. And her responses were, yes, she had had both shots. No, she doesn't have any peace of mind. And I said, I thought you were supposed to be happy, jumping for joy after you've had the shots. And she said, the vaccine uh, will not prevent you from getting the virus, nor will it prevent you from spreading it, but it will or is supposed to help your immune system should you control track the virus. And I was like, okay, wait, what? I said, that's not how this has been presented to us, the public. And as far as the hospital being back to normal, she said, well, sort of, you know, what's frustrating for us people that work here at the hospital is those that have had the COVID shots are of the opinion that they don't have to follow the COVID protocols, meaning wearing a mask, having their temperature taken or answering the COVID questions before entering the hospital. So us, the public, we're thinking, hey, I'm good to go. I, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I will not I don't have to do this COVID stuff any longer. And she said it's frustrating because they actually believe that they're 100% immune from COVID and exempt from the protocols. And I was like, hold on, that vaccine is being pushed on us as a cure-all for COVID. Okay, awesome. Thank you, mainstream media. After that, I reached out to my physician and her staff and, and said, hey, this is what I'm hearing. And are you going to be giving the shot? Or what do you think? Where are we at? You know, trying to get more information for myself, for my own peace of mind of what decision we're going to make. And they all confirmed what I had been told from the lab technician at the hospital that yes, you may still get COVID, you may pass it on, and your immune system may be in a better position to fight it. That's what the shots will do for you. And yes, they too are dealing with the same mindset from people coming into the office thinking they don't have to follow the COVID protocols. And as we're hearing in the news just recently, the past what week or so, the people that have been vaccinated or are 
are testing positive for COVID. So that that is proving to be true. What I would like to know is how were these vaccinated, infected individuals doing? Did the vaccine help them fight the virus? Like, where are we at on this? And I don't know if we'll hear that or where I would be able to find that out, but I am curious about that and I'm going to be on the watch for it. So fast forward to my turn to get the first of the two shots. I'm in the chair and the very nice uh, National Guard serviceman asks, hey, are you excited about being here? And I promptly say, no, I'm not happy about this at all. And so he kind of looks at me, cocks his head, kind of chuckles. Um, and I said, I just, I needed to get more information and I think I'm okay with this. So I told him, I said, my understanding is that even with the shots, I can still get COVID. I can spread COVID, but the shots may help my immune system fight COVID. And Mr. National Guard man said, correct. And still wear your mask. I've been provided this information consistently, verbally by multiple medical professionals, which I believe them. I'm not doubting them. In addition to that, while waiting in line for my shot, a CDC, Center for Disease Control, fact sheet is available for those who want them. So, of course, me. Yes, please give that to me. I want to read it. And the fact sheet states the following. Now, this is the fact sheet that is for recipients and caregivers. It is titled Emergency Use Authorization of the Pfizer COVID-19 Vaccine to Prevent Coronavirus Disease 2019 in individuals 16 years of age and older. So on the front page of this, it's like five, six pages. Um, On the front page, there's, oh, three or four things that I'm going to to read to you that was like, oh, okay, why don't we just say this? Why aren't we hearing this from our powers that be that we listen and watch every day, every night? It says the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is a vaccine and may prevent you from getting COVID-19. It also says there is no U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. And on the fact sheet on the front page, There's a couple sentences here that I want to read to you. And you can find this on their website too. I'll give you the link here in just a minute. But it does say the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is a vaccine and may prevent you from getting COVID-19. It also goes on to say that there is no U.S. FDA, Food and Drug Administration, FDA approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. The Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine may not protect everyone. It also says that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is an unapproved vaccine that may prevent COVID-19. There is no FDA approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. What I just read to you is on the fact sheet that is provided to us at the COVID vaccine clinics by our CDC. If you want to look this up, and here it is in writing, here's from the CDC, if you want a source, the fact sheet can be found at CVD. Charlie Victor David, cvdvaccine.com. So to wrap this up, I am advocating for you to do your research, to talk to your trusted medical professionals, check out the CDC website, do what's best for you. Whether you decide to get the COVID shots or not, it's not my business. That's not that's not what I'm doing here. I'm not advocating either way. If you decide to get the shot, you're not sheep. You're not a sheep. And if you don't get it, you're not an anti-vaxxer and you're not an extremist. No judgment, no labeling or name calling will ever be coming from me. Am I still on this the fence about this vaccine situation? Uh, yes, I am. And I probably will always be on the fence, but I made a decision that I was okay with. And again, I just want to reiterate, I'm not advocating for or against the COVID treatment. It's a personal decision that is yours and yours alone to make. So before I go, I do want to thank 
St. Charles Hospital, the servicemen and women of our National Guard, the volunteers, and our Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center in the registration and COVID shot process. We were in and out of there in less than like 45 minutes. They were very efficient and we were very impressed. We have our second shot in a couple weeks and I'll let you know how it goes. It's been reported that the second shot will more than likely leave us not feeling too good. I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, mind over matter, right? That That's what I'm going to do. It's like, no, don't, don't, you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear anything about the shot. You're just going to just feel just fine when you have that second shot. Mainly, I'm going to not let that happen because I have to be on air for a couple hours that day. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's a, it's a non-event for me as far as um, any type of side effects. The first shot did give me a sore arm, but it's nothing I haven't ever felt before. You know, it kind of reminded me of when one of my older brothers would just punch me in the arm for no reason, you know, then beg me not to tell on them. Please don't tattle. If you grew up with older brothers, you know what I'm talking about. So, so that's it. That's all I got. And I want to thank you for listening. Go get empowered, go get educated and do what's best for you. Oh, and be sure to check out my website, donnewton.org. The Don Newton Podcast is written, produced and hosted by Don Newton. Don't